We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94. WIP Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you join the show on this Wednesday night. One hour from now, Trey Wingo. We'll join the show to talk some NFL Eagles after the loss. What do you think about the Eagles bouncing back? How concerned would he be about what we saw on Monday? I don't believe the Eagles were exposed on Monday night. I disagree with that E-word that is out there. I believe they had one really bad night, and the way they lost that game is not repeatable. Four turnovers. They had turned the ball over basically the entire season. They had four. Twelve third-down conversions allowed. It never happened in franchise history. I don't believe it's a game that will happen again. He's my try it, but to pull that off and do it the way the commanders did – Kind of a perfect storm. I'm not concerned that the Eagles were exposed. Do you think they were? 215-592-9494. It's how you hop board. We'll talk some Eagles. We also will play for you a good chunk of the Dave Dabrowski press conference today, along with Sam Fold. Sam got to answer one question. Um, but about the offseason, about the plans, will Reese Hoskins be traded? What kind of pitching are they after in terms of high end or kind of mid-tier rotation depth? And really, what are they going to do in this middle of the field with the shortstop hole they now have, shortstop second base hole they now have? So all that's coming up. But I just want to bring this clip to you because we got the, the story, I guess, at least as we have it now, on Bryce Harper. Listen to this, about a little over a minute, back and forth. Dabrowski answered question about Bryce's elbow and the latest on when surgery will happen and what it means for Bryce Harper. He is uh, going to have surgery next Wednesday, a week from today, by Dr. Elatros. Um we have no prognosis really until he goes into the elbow and takes a look at it at that time. But he will have surgery uh, on Wednesday. So we don't know if it's Tommy John or there was another one that's more similar yeah. to the Reese Hoskins yes, surgery? Yes, we're not sure of that. We're not sure of that. Okay. So um, uh, at this point, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll have something at that time with the surgery um, and, and the anticipation something will happen. Um, I would think it will slow him down for the season but we'll know more next week. Does that impact how you tackle the offseason or not? Well, it could, um, but I don't know that until we really get the, the full diagnosis of it. So, uh, I mean, we're having meetings now. We cover every single, hopefully every single topic we can think of, possible clubs, free agent signings, trades, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, in the back of our mind, there is some, uh, will be discussions of, what do we do if, which may be nothing, you know, because, you know, we're in a situation that, I mean, right now we're looking at it coming back in DH and at some portion of it, we have other players that can DH, you know, between, you know, when you look around Schwarber and Castellanos and Hoskins and Bohm and 
reemote so if we want to give them some time off. So we need to kind of fit that all into the total picture of what we'll be doing. It said this summer that if he had Tommy John, if it got to that extreme, he kind of compared. Otani had Tommy John surgery, where he ended up coming missing a little bit of time early on, then DHing. Is that kind of your understanding of it as well? Well, the possibility, the problem you end up, um, and just and that's why it's everybody's ligaments different on where it could be torn, and how much of a tear it is, and all. So until they get in there, we're really not sure. And they're not sure what this all means for Bryce Harper. But here's my interpretation of all this. Bryce Harper is going to miss a chunk of the start of next season. I mean, totally miss a chunk of the start of next season. And this is a part of this is a repercussion of the run the Phillies went on. Like, none of us are giving it back. Bryce Harper won't give it, give it back. I mean, the swing of his life, a, a pennant, a trip to the World Series. But the Phillies have lost here a month and a half of Bryce Harper for next season because they made the playoffs. That's just a reality. It's not a bad thing. Would you trade it? I would not. I, I'll, I'll keep what happened in October. Um, now, if they won the World Series, it's like a no-brainer, of course. Now, they didn't win the World Series, and next year will be impacted. But I'm not. what I took of that is I'm not sure when we see Bryce Harper in the outfield again. Like Just based on timelines, is June a possibility for Bryce Harper? I think it is. Uh, Shohei Otani, and uh, Todd Zalecki in that back-and-forth mentioned Otani – had surgery at the beginning of October, at the end of the Angels season, because, of course, the Angels don't make the playoffs a couple years ago, and he was DHing in the beginning of May. So you kind of use that timeline. Well, mid-November, maybe we're talking about June for Bryce Harper to come back at DH, but I, I'm wondering, is even there in that clip, uh, DeBras talking about him DHing at some point next year. Like, is he playing the outfield next season? How do they work him in? With that progression, because it's not like he could just like wake up and play. Like he's got to build up his arms. I'm sure he can hit before he could play the outfield every day. I'm not sure when he's a regular outfielder again. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of looked up because Didi Gregorius had Tommy John surgery. I think following the 2018 season, right. and he had it done in the beginning of October, and he was back to playing shortstop for the New York Yankees by I think June 7th or 8th of the following season. Right, so that that's about a seven month injury, and you kind of extrapolate that, and I would put Bryce probably around 4th of July-ish, maybe middle of July to playing the outfield, but you're right. I mean, I think they're certainly more eager to get his bat in the lineup than his arm in the outfield, so could we see a situation where he comes back end of May, early June as the DH, and maybe by the All-Star break or the trade deadline, he's able to play two or three days in right field? I think that's probably the best case scenario right now. You know, Bryce Harper's going to miss time. I mean, that now again, they also said in there, Dabrowski mentioned they don't know for sure it's Tommy John. Look, I, I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I haven't seen an MRI. All I know is it, it's a red flag to me that this injury happened in April. It is November now. Sometimes these um, UCL tears heal themselves, or, or there's like the beginning of healing. And you don't even need the Tommy John. That's, I think that's what they're kind of hoping for when they get to next week. But does anyone really think they're going to go in there and, and be like, yeah, he's, it's fine. We just need to do the minor surgery. It just feels to me like if there was healing, we would know about it. Remember they tried the, the process of healing. They did the injection. I mean, he, he, I don't, what was the last time you think he threw a baseball? May? He try, I think he tried to throw in May, and they shut it down. The fact that a doctor said we need to do surgery next week, my gut tells me Tommy John's happening. Yeah, it feels like a legitimate injury. I mean, they they mentioned the, the Reese Hoskins injury on the UCL, right. which happened, was that last year, two years ago? Two years ago. He was back by opening day. He was back by spring training. He was fine. If that somehow 
is miraculously the case, then that's good news. And Bryce Harper will be on the field and, and possibly in right field for opening day. But I don't know. I mean, this is an injury that's now lingered for almost two years. Yeah. And the other thing, and I, I'm not trying to sound alarm bells, but hitters that have Tommy John surgery, sometimes they take some time. It's weird because this injury didn't affect his his offense at all. I mean, he was great. He was he was a, he was a tremendous offensive player despite a, a tear in his elbow. If you go through some of the offensive players that have had Tommy John, like Tucker mentioned, Didi Gregorius, and Bryce Harper's way better than Didi Gregorius. But I'm just looking at his numbers now. His OPS dropped over 100 points that first year off of Tommy John. He just wasn't very good. And I don't know if it's a timing thing, if your arm feels weird. I'm trying to think of others. I think, um, Matt Weeders had it way back in the day, the catcher for the Orioles. And I feel like he wasn't as productive the next year as he typically was. Kendry's Morales, the, the DH back in the day for the Angels, had it. It's not often position players have it. I think Corey Seager had it. And I'm not, I have to look up to see if the next year he was also worse uh, compared to his norm. But that is also part of this. Like, whenever he gets back, we're going to expect the Bryce Harper that for the last, you know, four years, he's been a, a tremendous Philly, but certainly for the last two, he's been one of the five or 10 best hitters in baseball. That might be a big ask. I, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be part of one of the biggest questions of next season is number one, when do they get Bryce back? And number two, is he Bryce off of Tommy John surgery? I, I'm not sure if he is. I, I'm not sure if he is right away. That that could be something we have to wait and see. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety for comment on the Bryce Harper Surgery coming up on on Wednesday, and of course the Eagles, do you believe they were exposed? I just looked up Corey Seager. He had Tommy John in April of 2018. Missed the rest of the season. Missed the rest of the season. Came back 2019. Had an OPS of 817, led the league in doubles. Okay, so he was good. Um, not- and then the next year's OPS was 943, and he looked more like the Corey Seager we, we've seen before. All right, so I guess a little bit more down compared to his – he wasn't at his peak. Uh, he but, wasn't an all-star that year. Okay. So, I mean, that's – I think it is – if he has to have Tommy John saying that he has a down offensive year when he comes back isn't a crazy thought. I mean, that certainly could happen. Hopefully, we get this fixed, and it's not a problem the rest of his career. Eric is at South Philly talking some Eagles. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you doing, Joe? Good, Eric. What are you thinking? Yeah, just wanted to – I don't necessarily think we were exposed. I mean, you look at our defense, common sense, they take a run on them. Um, you know, you, you try to stop everything, you're going to stop nothing. So we're built to stop the pass. And where Washington excelled at is they passed the ball when we thought they were going to run because they pretty much adjusted their game plan after that sack fumble, and they realized their old line stood no chance against us. So they just decided to put two tight ends in there to chip block to help out Heineke. And he's, like, running backwards like 10 yards to get a pass off. So I'm pretty sure they knew they had no chance except to run. And the type of running they did, they, they pretty much attacked the A-gap because it was straight up the middle. And they knew our linebacker not going to shoot the A-gap for some odd reason. So that's pretty much um, all they did. And, that, I mean, it, it worked for them because our offense was off the field. You know, not necessarily like, oh, they did something that was revolutionary, like other teams going to copy and it's going to be the same result. Not necessarily. Like, if our offense get on the field more, that was not going to be a game. Oh, and- Eric, that, you hit it there. Like, right, another team could try this. The Colts could try it this week, or the Titans could try it. But if the Eagles' offense plays better, holds the ball, doesn't turn it over, the strategy exactly. doesn't work. It, it doesn't work it doesn't the same. work. You know, and the, 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 um, the, the quest fumble was, oh, my gosh. But, like, it's, it's because our offense wasn't on the field, so we try to press. Players try to press. 
And you, like, you caught the ball and you fell down. I was so mad at that. Like, just stay down. It's almost like in basketball, Eric, when there's a breakaway and the guy misses the layup. That's what it felt like. Like, you're all by yourself and you just, how did that ball pop out of your hands? And, Eric, the other thing I noticed with the run game defense, they're not tackling well enough. It wasn't like the the holes were gigantic or they were getting gashed. Like, like Brian Roberts just kept running through arm tackles. Exactly. The first guy always moved. (laughs) Like, so... It, and, and and Fletcher got to play better, man. They, they ran at you like that. Like you, you have to play better. Like at least Javon got an excuse. He's he's penetrating better than you. So it's like, yo, you can run on me. At least I'm getting back. But Fletcher, you're not you're not penetrating. You're getting ran on. Like you got to step up. Yeah, like, and, and you're Eric. You're spot on with that, Eric. I appreciate the call, man. I'm not sure exactly what Fletcher Cox does well right now. You know, Howie Rosen is probably going to win the Executive of the Year award uh, across the NFL this year, and he deserves to. I mean, look at the moves he's made. Obviously, Jalen Hurts emerging as an MVP candidate, his draft pick. He's built a really good team, a a team that I think will end up with the number one seed in the NFC, which is where they are right now. One, One move I didn't understand in the moment, one move I don't understand now, I don't know if it was like a lifetime achievement type of thing. Why did Fletcher Cox get cut and then get a $14 million contract? I mean, I'm sure the way they moved the money around, it was not as disadvantageous as as it sounds like when I say it. But is Fletcher Cox even visible out there during these games? So in the last six games, Fletcher has zero sacks, one tackle for loss in six games. He's hit the quarterback twice. He ranks right now bottom third. Uh, among defensive tackles graded by Pro Football Focus, uh, among the 66 that play, you know, a decent amount of snaps. I'm not talking about a guy that just plays one snap a game. Like, uh, among the guys that get significant playing time across the NFL, he ranks 45th. He ranks in the bottom third of those defenders. I mean, what does he do well right now, Fletcher Cox? I, I, I don't see it. He, he played a lot of snaps on, on Monday night, barely made a play. The Fletcher thing is, it's bizarre because I, I, I just... They play him a lot. Like he had 70 snaps on Monday. He had a lot he of snaps. 86% of the defensive snaps. Yeah, and that's, I think, a product of their thin right now at defensive tackle, which is why they're signing Linville Joseph. But Fletcher doesn't look any less cooked than I was afraid he was before the season. No, and he, he had a couple flashes early in the year, but, I mean, he looks like a guy who has a lot of mileage on his body. And I think it's fascinating that they have to bring in 330-pound defensive linemen when – the two highest paid defensive linemen on your team are still Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave, right? Like you, you still have spent a ton of money and a ton of resources on that position, even with Jordan Davis out and you can't figure it out and you can't, you know, field a competent defensive front without adding a, another big body from the outside. Yeah. And you know, it makes also makes me wonder if moving forward, I mean, they spend what the 13th pick in the NFL draft on Jordan Davis. Would you be shocked if they have two first-round picks coming up this year, their own and the Saints? Would you be shocked if another pick of theirs high in the NFL draft is another defensive tackle? Maybe one different than Jordan Davis, maybe more of a an athletic one, but I wouldn't be shocked. Fletcher looks done. They're signing guys off the street at that position, and isn't Hargrave a free agent to be? Yeah, I mean, they, they may have to get another player there. I mean, that, that position— I think Hargrave might have one more year. Okay. I think Cox is done this year and Hargrave is done next year. Yeah, but they still need more there moving forward. I mean, you can make a case there's more certainty at the pass position with Sweat's not going anywhere and he's young. And Reddick signed on a multi-year deal. I mean, they could always use another outside pass rusher, of course, but I wouldn't be shocked if they keep adding to that position because it's just not, it's not great. I mean, Fletcher's just been poor. Let's talk to Bill in Springfield. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. 
Bill going once. Bill going twice. Bill disappeared like Fletcher Cox. Dale is up. What's up, Dale? Hey, Joe. How's it going tonight? Dale, I'm doing well, buddy. What's on your mind? Well, uh, first of all, a uh, couple things. Hopefully you'll give me time. Mm-hmm. Number one, um, I talked to you back in the off season. You were talking about is Jalen Hurts the guy. How good are we looking now? Oh, Dale, we're looking great. I, I feel I feel stronger every week about Jalen Hurts and his future. I mean, we know the kind of leader he is, and he's just improved leaps and bounds as a thrower. I mean, I, I am very excited uh, about him, and, and I just – they're in good hands at quarterback. Uh, abs- absolutely. I agree with you. Second thing, um, how frustrated are you at Gannon? I mean, in the second half – he he played, uh, you know, the defense was a little, uh, you know, up in your face, and it worked. Where the hell was that in the first half? Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't I know, get it. I know. Sometimes it does take him long to adjust. Usually he makes good second-half adjustments. That's one thing I will give Gannon. Like, over the year and a half he's been here, the se- second half when it's not going well in the first half, he usually tightens it up and he, he can figure out what he did wrong, but – it's like on the fly, he can't do it. He needs to get into the locker room, and I don't know if he talks it over with the assistants or like the, 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 the veterans on the defense, but I would like to see some of those adjustments quicker because, Dale, in a playoff game or maybe a Super Bowl, like you have one bad quarter in the first or the second, that could lose you the game. Exactly, exactly. Lastly, um, it's a caller before mentioned it. I'm screaming at the TV with the Quez Watkins play. With the way the night was going and you were only one score behind or whatever it was, stay down, man. Wait to get touched. Come back and play another down instead of trying to, you know, grab the ball and get up and run. He obviously didn't have good, good control of it. I could have I could have predicted that. What 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 do you think? Yeah, about I mean, I, I think that's a, a tough spot. And Dale, I appreciate the call because, you know, you you want to make a play, right? You want to make a play there. And I think I think Sirianni said this the other night. They teach their players, if you don't think you're down, get up and run through the end zone. I mean, because usually what's the worst that happens? They review the play, and they say you were down there. But if, if they, you weren't touched and you get to the end zone, it's almost a free touchdown. I'm not going to beat up a player for trying to score a touchdown. I mean, especially losing late in the game. You're tr- I mean, that's the name of the game. You're trying to score a touchdown. So I'm not going to be annoyed at Quez for that. That's about ball security, though. That, like you have, to, you have to find a way not to get that ball knocked out and – it's kind of weird. I think the body control is weird because you're not in your typical running form. You're getting up. You're, re, you're you're kind of getting your bearings back again, and then maybe you don't have the ball the way it needs to be. He can't fumble that ball. Like I, I'm not going to say next time stay down. I'm just going to say you can't fumble that football. Just bottom line, it can't be fumbled here, and, and it was. And that that of all the pe- of all the turnovers, that was the one. It was like I thought the game ended on that. I didn't feel like all right, they're just not their night. Yeah, I mean, it kind of – it wasn't – I mean, the A.J. Brown one I wasn't upset with because you watch it, and that was just an unbelievable play by that defensive back yeah. to, to wrestle away. Really a perfect throw from Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown. But, yeah, that Quez Watkins fumble, it kind of just felt like the air got let out of the stadium, right? You had all the momentum in the world. You had just had a, a huge touchdown drive to pull within two and a 50-yard completion to, to really put you in the position to take the lead and – 
when he dropped it, it was kind of like, oh, well, that it's just one of those nights. It wasn't wasn't meant to be. Yeah, and then they showed the replay, and it was like, Did, was he touched? No, not really. It was and then the I was original like, angle was like maybe, and then you get close, and they flipped it, and no one was in five yards of him. No, and then I thought like, oh, maybe maybe he was down before the ball came out. <laughs> not even close. The ball just popped out of his hands, and uh, it was a shame because they they probably would have won the game there if it didn't happen. What to watch for? Sponsored by Xfinity, Xfinity the faster net in Philadelphia, and the sponsor of our Xfinity Lounge. So I, I wasn't expecting to watch the NL Cy Young voting tonight because, I mean, quite frankly, I didn't think there was any reason. So I thought Sandy Alcantara would win going away. He did. He received every first Unanimous. place vote. Unanimous. The winner uh, finished the second and third was uh, Max Fried, Julio Urias. But how about this? Aaron Nola finished fourth for the National League Cy Young Award. He nearly finished third as well. Urias was third. And the gap between those two wasn't significant. They were pretty close in second place votes. I mean, we. I mean, Aaron Nola obviously had a really good season. I just didn't expect this. Like, if you if you said me, you said Joe predicted. I would have said, I don't know, maybe fifth or sixth. He would have gotten a few votes toward the bottom. I, I would have thought Carlos Rodon would have been ahead of him. He wasn't. I would have thought Zach Gallen with that scoreless inning streak could have been ahead of him. But how about Aaron Nola? You know, now on his Baseball Reference page, he'll have that C C Y four. Next this is like the name. third time he's finished top five in Cy Young voting, isn't it? Uh, eight, 2018, definitely. Did he do it in the pandemic? Maybe the pandemic year he finished top 10, top five? Uh, he finished seventh in the pandemic year. So is that it, three top 10 finishes? Yeah, he finished third in 2018, seventh in 2020. Now this will be, be fourth. Yeah. I mean, What's it, fascinating it, is both Philadelphia voters had him at fifth on their ballot. So it wasn't home cooking. It wasn't. It was actually quite the opposite. Are, are the two... Voters from Philadelphia had Carlos Rodon and Zach Gallen listed at number two. And that's what I would have guessed. Like, they would have finished ahead of, of him, but no. But, I mean, it wasn't like it was a particularly close race. Alcatara won going away, as he should have. But Aaron Nola, fourth in the NL in the Cy Young vote for after— But would you say he's even the best pitcher on his own team? No, but I do think he deserved—like, if you're talking about deserving Cy Young votes this year, Nola deserved them more than Wheeler. He pitched the full season. He did, and Wheeler missed time, and I think Nola's numbers stack up pretty pretty favorably to, to Zach Wheeler, but I think it's interesting. If you polled most people, I think everyone would say Zach Wheeler is this team's ace, not Aaron Nola. Yeah, but you know, I think Nola probably got a lot of credit for throwing as many innings as he did because I know Rodon, they shut down at like 170. I'm not sure how many innings Gallon pitched, but, I mean, Wheeler pitches, uh, excuse me, Nola pitches a lot of innings, a lot of good innings. He's fourth in the NL Cy Young race. 215-592-9494. Bryce Harper heading for elbow surgery next Wednesday. It feels to me like we won't see him until June at the earliest. Tucker's predicting even later than that. And I'm not sure if we see him play the outfield for a while on a consistent basis if it is Tommy John surgery. More on the Phillies. We'll play Dombrowski later in the show. 8 o'clock, Trey Wingo. All your calls on the Phillies, the offseason. And do you believe the Eagles were exposed on Monday? I don't. I think it was one bad, fluky game. And when we get back... We've talked a lot this week about penalties, the referees, how bad they were on Monday. I want to hear what Jason Kelsey had to say on his podcast with his brother about the referees. And I think we need to stop beating them up over one penalty on Monday because it came out that the referee on the field didn't explain it well enough to us. I don't think it was the wrong call after hearing what they actually flagged it for. We'll hit that next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.